Welcome to your virtual CFO coach. I'm your host, Leah Torbert, founder and CEO of Harrington Strategic Partners. I've spent my entire career working in the startup world, scaling businesses to multi-seven and eight figures. I built this podcast to share all of that knowledge with you and make your path to success shorter and easier. Tune in each week as I cover topics including financial analysis, cash flow management, holistic strategy, mindset, and more. Now for today's episode. Hello, ladies, and welcome to today's show. We've just started fourth quarter, so I want to take some time over the next couple of episodes to talk about planning for 2023. Odds are you're busy handling the day-to-day of right now and might have thought about 2023 but don't have anything tangible on paper yet. If that's the case, don't panic. You still have plenty of time to get your strategy together for 2023 and set yourself up for a great year, but it's going to take some work though, so you need to get ready. Before we dive into the how, we need to take a step back and talk about the what. What will you need to get started? What exactly should your planning look like? In what order should you process things? You might want to gather some reports like total sales for the last three years by month so you can look at sales patterns, sales volumes by customer, by product or service, or both, depending on what makes sense for your business, your current sales forecast if you have one, cost of goods sold information, things like material costs, freight, commissions, processing fees, etc., anything related to actually getting that sale out the door, your operating expenses for the year, commission plan agreements, salesperson performance records, and payroll reports by department. At the very least, what you want to have when you're done with your planning is a sales forecast, a revenue goal, a net income goal, an operating budget, a capital budget, and strategy to close the gaps. So planning typically starts with some brainstorming. The fun one for a lot of people is choosing a revenue goal. Some play it safe. They like a slow and steady approach and are willing to wait it out. Others like to aim high and choose revenue targets that will push beyond current capabilities to grow faster. The approach you take is up to you, but at the end of the day, you need to know what you're working towards for everything else to fall in line. Once you choose your revenue goal, then you need to look at your sales forecast. If you don't have one, don't worry. I'm going to dive deeper into creating a sales forecast later in the show. You might be wondering, why you need a sales forecast if you've just selected a revenue goal. The reason is because the two are not the same. Your revenue goal is what you want to sell for the year. Your sales forecast is what you are reasonably certain you can sell. Sales forecasts use a combination of data and intuition to determine the likelihood of closing an opportunity. Your sales forecast, for example, might say you will have 500,000 in revenue for next year based on what you know right now, but your revenue goal could be 750,000. The purpose of your plan is to determine how you're going to go about bridging that $250,000 gap. The next thing you wanna do is to decide what you want your net income to be for the year. So in other words, how much money do you wanna make in the business after all of your expenses? Now this may seem a little backwards since we haven't talked about expenses yet, but I like to have a number in mind beforehand. It acts as a gut check later to see if the business operates like you expected it to before you actually do the work. Here's how. You've decided on the top and bottom numbers, your revenue goal and your net income goal. Assuming you can reach the revenue goal, can you achieve it with the money you have left? If not, something has to change. So you would need to sell more, reduce your expenses, 
or reduce your net income or a combination of those three to be able to bring everything in line. So now that we've covered the high level planning process, let's circle back around to that sales forecast. You might have read up on sales forecasts before. If you have, that might be why you don't have one. There's a lot of really great information out there on building sales forecasts, but it tends to get bogged down with technical terms and confusing formulas. I'm not going to do that today, or at least I'm going to do my best not to. There are typically four stages in the evolution of a sales forecast before you have to get the finance geniuses involved. The first one is that back of the napkin gut feel forecast. This is where most startups start in the process. You have a general idea of what you can sell based on some history and a few conversations. So you do some quick math and come up with a number. These forecasts are extremely unreliable and it's almost impossible to remember later why you chose what you did. The second stage is basing the next year on what you've done already and just adjusting it by a percentage. So if you sold $100,000 last year, you could just add 20% on top and call it a day. While this is slightly better than the first stage, since it's at least based on some tangible sales, it doesn't consider anything that could change those results, like heading into a recession or the impact of rising costs or how long it's going to take to actually close the deal. The third stage involves breaking your opportunities down into deal stages. You'll need to know what your deal stages are first. These are basically the steps in your sales process to actually closing the sale. So some examples could be request for quote, quoted, in review, closed one, or closed lost. Then you would assign a percentage chance to close the sale for the prior stages. So for example, request for quote could be a 5% chance to close. If it's made it into the quoted stage, that could be a 20% chance to close. And then if the quote is actually in review, that could be a 40% chance to close. Once you have that down, then you'd take the total amount of the opportunity, let's say it's $100,000, and multiply it by the percentage of the stage that it's in. So let's say this $100,000 opportunity is in review. So that stage has a 40% chance to close. So that's $100,000 times 40% which gives us $40,000 worth of revenue that we would count in the forecast. What you're trying to do is to adjust the value of the opportunities that you have by the likelihood that you'll actually get the sale. The fourth stage is similar to the third stage, but instead of looking at what deal stage the opportunity is in, you're looking at the time component. How old is the opportunity? For most industries, the longer an opportunity sits without action being taken, the colder it gets. So you could assign a percentage reduction based on how old the opportunity is. So going back to our example, we had a $100,000 opportunity. But what if the opportunity is 60 days old? And we've estimated that only 30% of opportunities that old will close. We take the $100,000 and multiply it by 30%, to get $30,000 worth of revenue that we'd add to the forecast. You could also see an additional dimension here for the type of opportunity. For example, a cold lead versus a warm lead might have different close rates, or you could compare different product lines 
if they don't behave in a similar manner. I know that's a lot of math, but we can't avoid it entirely. And you might be wondering, how exactly do I go about determining the percentage chance to close? And that's where data is going to come into play. You might not be at the point right now where you have really good data to make those decisions, and that's okay. One thing you have to keep in mind while you're thinking about what kind of sales forecast you want to use, the more sophisticated your model is, the higher quality of data you will need for your forecast to be relevant. And that kind of data will feed into the percentage adjustments that you make for your deal stages or that you make for your time components. Or if you want to take it one step further, looking at the different types of opportunities, the different product lines that they might be related to, to determine what those chance of close numbers are. And that's where the data is going to come in. It takes some time to get those systems in place. So I don't want you to think that you have to do that overnight. If you're at stage one, back where you're writing down some numbers on the back of a napkin or a scratch pad or whatever, and you're just doing your best to think about what sales are gonna look like next year, I would challenge you to move to stage two and take a look at your historical data and try to make some assumptions around that to determine what that'll look like for next year. If you're already at stage two, where you're using that historical data, then I wanna challenge you to add in as part of your plan for next year, what you need to do to get the systems in place so that you'll be ready for 2024 to be able to forecast by deal stages or by age of opportunity. Choose which one you think is gonna work best for your business and you can always switch later if you need to continue improving your data systems. But what if you're not tracking any opportunity information right now? Or your deals close pretty quickly, but nothing you have right now would be relevant for next year. Start having conversations with your customers and ask them what they're thinking that they'll need from you next year. It will probably change because they're forecasting as well, but at least you'll have some information from them instead of just guessing on your own. Then you can think about additional sales activities where you're adding new customers or adding new products or services and think around what you think those sales might be and the likelihood that they will develop the way that you want them to. And then you can build that into your sales forecast as well. If you have recurring programs, Look at the revenue that you've already booked for the next year and think about where your revenue would be if you continued to get the same results. So if you have a monthly recurring program, they're on a payment plan, and maybe it's a subscription service, then you have X amount of people that are subscribed and your monthly rate is Y, and then you can look at how many people actually stick with the program and how long and do some math to figure out what your monthly revenue is going to be from what you already have on the books. And then if that continues in the same rate, then what is that going to look like over the year as you're bringing new people into your membership or your group program and looking at the total dollars associated with that? You're not gonna be 100% and that's okay. 
what you're trying to do is simply forecast so you have an idea of what needs to go into your operating budget and as things get closer looking at your cash flow and how to make decisions so right now we're just at stage one looking at that sales forecast you'll continue to revise your sales forecast on at least a quarterly basis so over time your data will be more accurate and it will be relying on more data than intuition so next week we're going to continue the discussion by looking at operating budgets capital budgets and tack on a bit of strategy to get you started for next year. Now, I know that sounds like a ton of fun and you guys really just can't wait to pop in and learn about all those things, but I want you to take a minute and just think about what we've already covered today. The high level planning process, the sales forecasts, and do some brainstorming over the next week about what you'd actually like to do for your planning process, which sales forecast you think fits best for where your organization is today. And if you have any questions while you're going through that over the next week, just reach out and let me know. You can comment here for on the show, or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm available. I'm happy to answer questions and help you in this process as you continue to grow and plan for the next year. I'm excited to share a free masterclass I'm hosting called Cashflow Catalyst. If your revenue is at least 250,000 a year and you want to scale in the next 12 months, but cash flow is holding you back, this is the masterclass for you. My 9-day program is packed full of cash flow management strategies and tools that will help you break through the cash flow barriers in your business. The sessions will be recorded and available for replay during the masterclass. Cashflow Catalyst starts on October 24th. I'll post the registration link in the show notes, and you can always head over to my website, harringtonstrategicpartners.com, for more information. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share with your network and leave a review so our podcast can reach more women and have a greater impact. If you have any comments or additional topics you'd like discussed on the show, let me know. Before you go, connect with me on LinkedIn, and let's keep the conversation going.